Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 176, going up on podcast services February 8th, 2021, for patrons, February 10th, for everyone else. My name's Steven, spelled with a P-H-N-A, so you'd think it's Stefan, it's not Steven. Joining me, of course, the other main dude behind CanadianGameDevs.com, Steve, Steven and Steve, it's not confusing that way, because there's less letters, you know, Steve? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why uh, we get it. That's the way we do it on this show, which, of course, is about covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. We're supported by our amazing, beautiful, voluptuous patrons over on patreon.com slash devs. Go back us there for two-day early access to the pod. Game key giveaways, discounts for Canadian gaming events like EGLX, rest in peace. Shoutouts at the end of every episode and the knowledge <laughs> that you're helping us keep the lights on covering the Canadian game dev scene. EGLX isn't dead, just in-person events are dead for now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, EGLX 2020 happened. I'm sure 2021 is happening. Yeah, it was all the esports was online and stuff, but um, yeah, I'm sure they're working on something. Uh, I'm sure. X, XP Games Summit was a project too that uh, I think got pushed back, so maybe that'll happen this year. Oh yeah, that's right. That was supposed to happen right. Yeah, I remember that. We were talking to Jason about that, and that was supposed to happen like right at like April or something. Right as it started. Right mm-hmm. as uh, as this new COVID world. Steve, if you back us at the highest tier, we will plug whatever you want on the podcast like our top tier supporter eric beer you should check out thebotbook.com for all of their work the botbook.com they're making games they're making connections they're doing cool stuff they're in our discord being lovely maybe doing a game jam with us this year who knows what the future holds i don't steve doesn't especially when it comes to sports right steve (laughs) i'm so mean to steve i hope patrons and listeners know that i'm not (laughs) i had two wrong picks that's a that's a hundred percent inaccuracy, or I guess like a zero percent right, well, accuracy on the podcast. All right, so Saturday, so it's Saturday before the Super Bowl. Yes. I'll say what did I say last week? So uh, I think you said Tampa because Mahomes was being weird. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'll go with Tom Brady. Tom Brady will win. Tom Brady and the Gronk doing it with another team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Why not? So we'll get so it through a, a possible thirty-three percent. Uh, when you're right 33% of the time, you're wrong 66% of the time. <laughs> that's Steve's shoe-in of, of the week. week. Hmm, that's a pretty big shoe. I don't trust this guy. Uh, we, of course, also want to plug all the Indigenous supports that you can contribute to to put your money where your mouth is if you care about the Indigenous movements being shit on by our, our provincial and federal governments. Land Back Lane in Ontario is gearing up for a big winter push uh, to stop developments on their treaty land. Wet'suwet'en out in BC are fighting for uh, protection against pipelines that are being built across their clean, fresh, not ruined by colonialism land. And the Mi'kmaq out here in Nova Scotia are selling their lobsters um, that they have left over and gearing up for hopefully a fishing season next year, as is their treaty rights without you know, a bunch of white guys trying to kill them and burn their shit down. So if you want to help any of those movements, links top the show notes. And check out Indigenous devs on YouTube. They do uh, they highlight Indigenous game developers who are making games. Two jobs to plug at the top of the show here. Steve Sago Mini is looking for a data engineer, a Unity game developer, and a talent acquisition manager. That's at their Toronto location. Uh, Sago Mini has the cutest logo we've ever shown on the site, in my humble opinion, mm-hmm. as someone who can't design logos for shit. Um, <laughs> they are also... Uh, Oh, no, yeah. No, I got that. Also, Popreach in Vancouver is looking for a lead game programmer, a senior game designer, a user acquisition manager, and a product manager. If you think any of those roles would be good for you, you can go to CanadianGameDevs.com slash jobs for all the information about how to apply, who they're looking for, all that great stuff. And for events, Steve, just a couple. Unity Club is happening Monday. Uh, so if the patrons are listening to this, you can go show off your Unity project with some folks at uh, Dames Making Games Toronto. People hear Deem- Dames Making Games and they think it's a girl's only thing. It's not. It's open to everyone, but it's a very inclusive, positive space. So don't be a dick. Um, and if you have a Unity project you want to show off or you want to see what other people are working on, you should check that out. 6.30 p.m. Monday. Dirty Rectangles will, Dirty Rectangles will be back Wednesday, February 10th, 8 p.m. Eastern time over on twitch.tv slash Dirty Rectangles showing off cool weird fun different games to their audience 
uh, Interactive Society of Nova Scotia is uh, having a cloud accounting session with Insert Coin Accounting, who we've done an interview with, talking about mm-hmm. how to do all your accounting on the cloud, specifically geared at game developers, which is something we get loads of people, Steve, asking us about. You know, usually it's lawyers and accounting advice, and specifically for game studios and indie developers. So if that's something that interests you, you don't have to be a Nova Scotia based developer. The uh, tickets are still up. That is happening February 11th, 5 to 7 Atlantic time, 6 to, uh, oh geez, yeah, 6 to 8 Eastern time. The annual general meeting for Games Week Games Toronto happening at the end of the month. Go become a member. Go to that. Yeah, it was efficient, Steve. That was like, it was like five minutes. Got through all the paperwork. You know, you know the sound effect I'm t- thinking about where you like you shuffle papers on the desk, like the news anchors oh, yeah, do yeah. that. That's what, yeah, yeah. that's what the top of the show is. We shuffled the papers. They're in a like nice it. stack now. They're on the desk. Yeah, because then you set them aside. It's like how there used to be the in and out piles or whatever. Yes, it's exactly yeah. like that. Yeah. Shuffle them up. Shuffle them up. Nope. No one really has papers anymore. No. The other day I needed a piece of paper just to write something on it. It took me like three minutes to just <laughs> find something. I pull it. On. I have a printer on my desk and I just pull it out of the bottom whenever I need one. But um, yeah, HP does this thing that I don't think is working for them where like you uh you sign up it's like a internet connected printer and if you use more than 10 pages worth of ink a month they charge you but i print something like every two months and uh it's like an ink cartridge subscription service so whenever you run out Mm. they just send you one and it's based on how much you use a month and i've refilled my ink like maybe twice in like three or four years i've had this printer and i've never paid for it because i'm in this program where like they assume i'm going to be printing a lot and charging me but I don't. So when I run out of ink, they just send me a new one. It's I don't understand how it works, but I'm not complaining. That's fair. Yeah. In Guelph, I used to just get all my like printer stuff refilled at the mall. It cost me like nine dollars, and I did it like three times during my entire university career. So mm. printers are dumb. Printers are dumb. Ink per like milliliter is one of the most like expensive substances like civilians can purchase. Really. It's absurd. Ah, that's interesting. I know uh, it used to be text messages. For if you if you paid like over if you had to charge over, um, like because back in the day, mm-hmm. maybe you don't know this. I don't probably know. There was like a limit on text messages. This is like two thousand five, two thousand six. That sounds horrible. <clears throat> yeah, and if you went over, it was like, you know, ten dollars for like a hundred messages or something ridiculous. And when you t- worked it out to like the size of a normal text message, like, you know, three kilobytes or something like mm-hmm. that, you were paying like an insane amount or something along those lines. I don't know. But now just everything's like free so, or not free, but like unlimited. I remember my dad had. This a- is before data. This is before like there was data plans or data plans were like 50 megabytes. So the, the way they charged, the way they got your money was with text messages limits. Sleazy. Canadians pay more for internet and cell phone plans than like any country on the planet. I know. Is that because of our stupid size and like ruralness? No, it's because there's is two that just the... companies and they have essentially divvied up the country and just pay charge whatever they want. It's but the state the states only has like two or three companies. Like it's just Comcast and uh, Verizon or whatever. So I feel mm. like it's not. Yeah, that. You, you're probably right. I'm not sure why it. Like is I know that, what you mean. But... Yeah, it is just Rogers and Bell, and then like anyone who really tries to intersect with that they just still have to use like rogers lines or bell lines like mm-hmm. tech savvy just uses bell lines or rogers i don't know and uh anyways it's the point is this country this country sucks country sucks but the games <laughs> made here are good some of them uh let's start with the news steve nuts <laughs> A lot so of now <laughs> on steam and switch uh i tried playing it on apple arcade didn't like it but i have it now on steam now so we should stream that and you have it on switch we're gonna provide Impressions next week, yeah? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Toxicant, from our very own Snug Sound, is now out of early access. Not now. It's out of early access Friday, March 5th. So depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, The last big update, uh, Friday, March 5th, will um, mean that the game goes up to full price, 99 USD, but they're doing a launch discount, 10% for the first week. If you don't know what Toxicant is, it's a roguelite, Steve, T-E, um first person very very distinct art style like ps1 style um 
like adventure survival game. You're in a mine. Mm-hmm. There's gas everywhere. Bad stuff's happening. It's good. I think you should check it out. Mm-hmm. Rocket Rumble developed. Wait, oh, small you have something small else plug. to say on Toxicant? Uh, well, I so I reached out on Twitter just asking to pe- for people to pimp their Patreon. patrons because I wanted to sort of you know because ape together strong, ape together strong exactly. That actually was sort of it. I was like, yo, I'm making some money in Bankoff Gamestonk. I should I should pay this <laughs> forward, and then now I'm down. And but I'm still gonna still gonna do it. Whatever, a couple bucks a month. Um, so I'm a patron of theirs, and you get one of their games for free. Uh, when you become a, a patron, so oh nice. I don't know if Toxicant is part of that, but rec- highly recommend. Um, Check out Cos- so- Cosmo Cat. Yeah, Cosmo Cat's the studio. Snug Sound. Snug Sound Adam I think is like his. Is there like handle yeah, that- in our Discord? Yeah, yeah, they're cool. So. Uh, they're based out here in Nova Scotia, East Coast, Beast Coast. Oh, well, for nuts, I didn't say, but um, their publisher is in Saskatoon, and one of their developers is in Montreal, which is why we're covering it. People know. You're listening to CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. If we're talking about a game in the news, there's, there's, it's Canadian, you know? Like, I assume mm-hmm. people know that, but, you know, it never hurts to say. You never like know. Next we did game. have that time where we wishlist uh, two, like, non-Canadian games. Yeah, they got me. They replied to me, yeah. and I, I didn't do my due diligence. But that hasn't happened since, so <laughs> fool me once. That we know of. Shame on me. <laughs> uh, Rocket Rumble, Steve, is having a closed beta starting February 12th. They're based in St. Catharines. Uh, of course, one of our f- previous wish list this segments. Uh, there'll be one track and four characters to play through. If you don't know, it's using, it looks like to me, as someone who doesn't work there or know what their process is, it looks like they're using that tech from Terminal Velocity, like the flying through the air tech, and they're do- turning mm-hmm. it into like a racing battle game on like these cool tracks with like corgis and space suits. Space suits, it's cool. And if you want to check it out for free, you should pl- uh, play this beta coming up. Join their Discord to get more information about that. That'll be in the news uh, link in the show notes. I got an email. Oh yeah, here it goes. Yeah, here it is. I got the email. Rocket Rumble. Great name, too. I'm a fan of alliteration, Steve. Which is key to a game's success, I think. Think of, all, think of your favorite game, Steve. What is it? Uh, Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, Last of Us, Resident Evil 2. Never mind. None of those work. Anyway, I like alliteration, <laughs> <laughs> and I think Rocket Rumble is a good name. Because it's instantly like, ooh, something, there's a rocket involved. I'm rumbling, which implies competitiveness. It gives you a, a feel for the game just hearing it. That's fair. So what are your favorite? What are your favorite games? Is, do they have those names? Last of Us, kind of. Um, yeah, kind of. Right? You're like, there's not many left. Thedius, Thedius <laughs> Raccoonus, <laughs> Sly Cooper. Um, uh, okay, Wind, Wind Waker. Um, oh, I had a list the other day because I was I was trying to argue with a friend that alliteration's good. I should find that text message and see if there's. Yeah. Yeah. It's anyway. Easy That's to remember right. too. I think alliteration helps people remember things. Which one's Sly Two is your favorite one? Sly Two, I think, is my favorite one. I was trying to do that meme, Steve. Have you seen that meme of like, uh, it's like the white background with black text for like, the game you hate and everyone loves, the game you love and everyone hates. Your favorite game? Yeah, because I, I yeah, because I told you to make me one where it's just all follows. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. I'll, I'll do that for the <laughs> meme. Um, and yeah, I, I was like, what is my favorite game? It changes all the time. Like, ask me tomorrow, it'll be a different game. But I really like Sly 2. Sly 2 is really good. It's the one where they go to Canada. And that's a, that's my I favorite th- level. I think my, for a long time, it was working a time. Mm. And then when, when, uh, that's so when basic, Last of Us Steve. came out. What do you mean? That's what so basic. basic. Everyone's favorite game, if they were born, whenever you were born, is like Super Mario <laughs> 64, Ocarina of Time, or like Half Life, maybe I don't know if they had a PC and they were weird. Ocarina of Time still like holds up though. Mario Six Four does not. As someone who didn't play them when they released and played them later, if anyone is going to go back and play Ocarina of Time, please play the 3DS version that fixes all the oh, camera yeah. and tweaks a lot of stuff. It's much better. Yeah, and did the Ocarina, did the 3DS version have this one? F- try to hunt down the GameCube one, which has the Master Edition and the temples all like rejigged. It's awesome. Okay, those are uh, picks for how to play Ocarina of Time. <laughs> which is what everyone wanted rogue star rescue steve is out of early access now last time we reported on this news i kept saying it was out it's not i was wrong it's out now out of early access big we need and to we play this game, for that too. we do we need to yeah, we need to play together online oh shit i on missed uh, this 
the sentience demo was that this week i think it's still on it's the game fest uh it's the what do they call it because there's like last year it was summer spring yeah right now it's the steam game festival it's on till february 9th 10 a.m pacific one or i guess 1 p.m eastern and uh yeah there's like hundreds of games with demos there's live streams on the front page of that event which i'll be on that on monday with our lead designer curtis playing sentience so go over to the sentience steam page on monday maybe i think around noon eastern i'll be playing that um how do i how do i get this demo like i don't oh so if you're ever on the steam page for a game with a demo it's on the right side under like the features like single player steam cards download demo there you go big yeah play the thing all right um yeah so you should check out rogue star rescue out now on steam and mm-hmm. let me know what you think we'll we'll play it we could play together on stream i'll stream it you, we need to play on pc though steve i'm sorry that's fine you'll you'll, you'll be okay i believe in you <laughs> i mean it's not fine but it's, it's fine, you know? <laughs> it'll be on i can tell you contractually obligated to the cmf to put sentience on a playstation console and maybe who knows definitely didn't hear it here there is a PlayStation 5 development kit at our studio. So it does not look anything like the PlayStation 5 sitting under my TV. But you didn't hear that does from it me. Lo- does it look like the V thing? That no, that like- was that was allegedly allegedly the first round because that is a real PS5 mm-hmm. dev kit, but that's not the one that I saw, allegedly. So what, so what does it look like? Does it just look like a PC? Yeah, it's just a box. It's just like a white yeah. box. Yeah, fair. Yeah. They should right, have just Steve. done that for the system, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> they should. It's so <laughs> weird. I want to talk about Buttgate, Steve. Mass Effect Legendary Edition. It's coming out May uh, 17th, um, I think. They announced the date recently, and a bunch of people were gushing over the uh, screenshots. And 3Cree in our Discord was reminiscing about how they had to change everything to make the one level in one of the screenshots fit in the memory of an Xbox 360. That's cool, just listening to someone talk about making Mass Effect. I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I said it before, three screen, if you're listening, I don't know if you listen to the podcast. Write a book. I'll buy it. I'll I'll read it. Um Mass Effect Legendary Edition is changing a lot of things, Steve. One of the things that's changing for those of you who played Mass Effect Two, which I think is the one you played, right? Yeah. At several points throughout that game, when you go into the room to talk to Miranda, a character who's like this genetically engineered to be like the most aesthetically pleasing super killer soldier trope. Uh, the camera would just like half the left half of the screen is her butt and the right half of the screen is like pointed up at Shepard. So he's talking to her and like that would be the camera angle for your conversations with her. It was stupid. They're changing that because it's stupid and they recognize that. And gamers lost their shit because gamers are the worst. Um, and I want and, 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 and here's Steve. This is, the, this is all I want to bring up and then I want to know what you think about this. Gamers don't understand the definition of the word censorship. Censorship is when the government prevents you from speaking, doing like stops you from saying something. That's censorship. Mm-hmm. A company <clears throat> deciding to change something the company owns because the company wants to is not censorship. No one can censor electronic arts or bioware or the team remastering this game that's not censorship censorship is when the chinese government blocks out certain words on the chinese internet and you can't find them or tweet about them or they arrest you that's censorship changing stupid camera angles in stupid video games is not censorship and it's very funny to me that the developers are on twitter talking about this This is an exact quote from one of the narrative designers mass effect 2 the shots, quote, the shots being changed were dumb as fuck at the time. And I couldn't say it better myself. And I think if the team wants to do this, I think it just makes the game just slightly less cringe inducing in 2021. And along, this is like a bullet note on a whole bunch of things they're changing. It's a good Oh, thing. really? Yeah. What else are they changing? Narratively? I'm um, not sure, but like I meant changing, like they've completely redone Mass Effect One. It's not even the same yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Because really. I guess apparently Ma- I didn't because I didn't play Mass Effect One. Right? Apparently it was just like a buggy. It was bad, man. I played it yeah. in the Mass Effect trilogy when it came to 360, and it was a slog, man. I don't like RPGs on the best days, but like doing there were weapons you could only do. You have to create your character, your Shepard, at the beginning, and depending on what class you create, there's certain weapons you can use and can't use, and they're just scrapping all that. It's essentially works functionally almost the same as Mass Effect 3 now. 
And I think that's for the best because Mass Effect Three had the best uh, combat, in my opinion. And um, I know they're getting rid of the the multiplayer stuff. And then I also heard that they're they're getting rid of one of the DLCs for the first one because it wasn't done by Bioware, and the company that did it like lost the source code or something oh. like that, or it's corrupted. So they're like, if we got to make remake this random like DLC, it would take us like six months or something, <laughs> something like that. What do you think about Gate, Steve? Um. Yeah, people getting upset over it is dumb because it's like you said, it's not it's not censorship. It's just like it doesn't add anything to the dialogue. It's just objectifying her. And there's like no real like point to that. Um, I don't really remember it into to be perfectly honest, but it's been so long since I played it because mm-hmm. I just played it the one time and then then didn't move on. I also don't really have this fascination with like digital asses i guess um <laughs> and i saw the arguments like it's m-rated game blah 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 but it's like that's not the point mm-hmm. like it's it's just it adds nothing and it's just very cringy and very just like stupid and childish the the developers it. want to do this if anything's as close to the true definition of censorship it's people trying to stop artists from doing what they want to do with their art <laughs> which That's, isn't what happened with mass effect 3's ending yeah it's yeah, that was more like, like didn't, ea responding didn't people, to a big pr thing and i yeah. like the ending it's fine it's the des- it's the journey not the destination steve everyone losing their mind so about that like I if mean, you endings play are so hard when it comes to those things endings are hard if you play all three across all three games like 40 hours each was my runtime on average a hundred hours of a game and the last scene isn't what you wanted and it's all ruined. You're a baby. Fair. Fair. Anyway, um, I'm excited yeah, for it's... Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Steve. Me too. I want to play through. I'm excited. I, I saw I can pre-order it now too. So yeah, I, it doesn't feel like $80 to me. Cause $80 is what I paid for the actual was the original trilogy that came out on 360. I don't think it was full price actually. On 360, it was did, like. But did eight they CDs. redo? Did they redo? Like, because there's kind of new. There's new work going into this, I guess. Yeah, like, but that's right? not like, like like after Tony Hawk comes out with two amazing remasters on one disc of old games for fifty bucks. Like, yeah, yeah. This is three games. So when <laughs> when when you think it'd be if you say twenty five bucks each, right? Wouldn't it be? eight dollars like i don't know mm. i don't think the price is really that atrocious it should be a 39.99 dollar game for sure 40 dollars yeah no. absolutely for, for all three for all three mass effect games yeah no way yeah 100 i don't think any of these like i'm trying to think what other game like sly cooper collection what was that that was three games mm, how much was it PS3. what about because i know god of war one was like 40 or 50 dollars yeah but that games. was like that was a lot of games, though. I have the God of War. It's like six games because it's the two PSP ones: God of War One, God of War Two, God of War Three. Oh, but the original, the original one was just like one and two when it came to when they ported it to PS3. Well, on Amazon, the Slide Trilogy is sixty-four bucks, and that's too much for that. <laughs> Every yeah, you play on PS now. All, all AAA games are too much money, and and are only <laughs> getting more expensive. I mean, these games are like a hundred hours, so like, and it's, true. it's like the the thing is like. We've talked about this, right? If you don't like the price, just don't buy it and just wait for the sale. Well, Steve, like, I'm, going I'm, gunning, I'm gunning for a code to check this out. And in lieu of that, I will definitely wait to pick it up. That's what I do with Nintendo games. I The only Nintendo games I've bought new in the past like five years was Breath of the Wild and Animal Crossing. The rest. And I've played, I played a bunch of Nintendo games in those years. I just buy them on Marketplace because Nintendo prices are stupid. They are stupid. I'm tempted by the the 3d mario land because that's like the best one of the best mario games ever it's pretty good it's a contender steve but at the same time i don't want to fucking pay 90 dollars for it at this point it's unethical to buy nintendo games new that's a joke especially the wii u ports anyways uh let's move on to wishlist this steve for those of you who don't know this segment was inspired by steve and brett's frequent wishlisting of games while we were talking about them when i started on this show oh so many moons ago so now i decided every episode i'm gonna pick three games steve's got adam to his wishlist right now because every developer on Steam is beholden to the almighty algorithm that decides whether you pay rent or go out on the street and starve to death. No, that's a bit extreme. First, Steve. <laughs> Spectre from Symbiosis Games in Tarana, Ontario. It's releasing in 2021. 
allegedly, you can wishlist it on Steam. Quote, employ stealth tactics as the specters or defend your objectives as the heavily armed reapers in this thrilling teamwork-driven multiplayer action experience. No gifts in the stream description, but that's okay. They got time. Steve, talk to me. Look at this trailer. Look at these screenshots. I'm getting horror. I'm getting, I'm getting, you know what? The guys climbing around kind of give me like Splinter Cell vibes. Yeah. I mean, the, even near the end of the trailer, he has like the lights, like the, the three little lights on the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is basically Sam Fisher. Mm-hmm. Except now there's two of them except instead of just one set. <laughs> um, the specters are the spy guys. I think I don't. I don't see a screenshot of the Reapers, a well-financed private military group. Uh, most skilled combatants consist of U.S. Marines. Yada yada. Reap- Did you ever play the multiplayer Splinter Cell? Stuff? Yeah, it's great. I loved uh, spies. I don't. I didn't like being the guys in the ground. Spies versus mercenaries, or whatever. Yeah. So the in this, it looks like the specters are the spies, Reapers are the mercenaries because they're like heavy, heavily armed close quarters combat kind of on the ground ones and the specters are like climbing on the ceiling upside down and stuff yeah um this looks awesome i miss man i miss stealth games there's not really that many stealth games nowadays it's hard it's a hard genre it's so hard to make a good stealth game steve probably games games are so hard stealth games some of the hardest of them all I love the lighting though. Looking at this, like the lighting looks really fucking good. So. It does. Would you be which, uh, is, which is key? Would you play with me, Steve? We'll be Spectres and we'll, we'll mess up some kids online. Yeah, hell's yeah. Excellent. I gotta ask Steve: Is Spectres from Toronto based Symbiosis Games on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. Next game today on wish list. This, Steve. I got the Cure by Once Upon a Time Studio and Qwerty Studio, both based in Quebec, Quebec. It's releasing soon. Wish us now on Steam. Quote, an open world strategy game set in a dark medieval fantasy environment. You can buy and place buildings. You must manage your resources to upgrade them. And every night you are attacked by creatures. Steve, this game currently has a demo up right now uh, as they are part of the game festival thing. Wait, no, they're not. They were part of that Quebec thing and they had a demo. I don't think it's still. Oh there. yeah, I was going to say I'm not. I'm not seeing. A, hmm. I'm not seeing a demo. Do see a Q1 2021 release date though. So we are in Q1 2021. We're almost halfway through Q1 21. Good lord, Steve. It's in early access. It's going to be in early access uh, till the end of 2021, depending on feedback. Why early access? Because they want to do better um, with player feedback and want to be appreciated upon release, reaching the community's expectations. What do you think, Steve? Mysterious disease is spreading every night. Find a cure to the Noctus fever at all costs. Those are the king's orders. That's a little saying a little close to home, I think. This mm-hmm. looks sweet though. I is a multiplayer is what I'm kind of curious about. I like the idea of you and I trying to survive. But I'm not seeing that. Early access RTS open world survival crafting. It says single player, but Steam is still learning about this game. That's fair. No, it does look sweet though. Um I guess it's like is are you? I'm kind of getting the um, like a non-cartoony vibe of uh, oh, what the hell is the clay? Game? Don't starve, don't starve. Mm, you're building because doesn't sh- doesn't shit come out at night in that game? Yes, and you got to like build a fire and shit. It's and make based, sure yeah, like like dark times is bad times. Have fire built. Yeah. Have walls. Have stuff ready to fight. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm I'm down. You're down. Are you down enough to add the cure? From Quebec based Quarry yes, Studio. Oh, well, I didn't even let me ask the question. That's ask fine. The question. On your Steam wish list? Yes. Excellent. Last game today for Wish List This is Ete by Impossible in Montreal. I was Quebec. waiting for you to try to pronounce this one. Releasing to be determined, it's available now on Steam to add to your wish list. Quote, Fill in a blank cab can't. Blah. This one doesn't deserve it, Steve. It's too pretty. I'm going to do it just, just normally. It's too pretty for that. Fill a blank canvas with vivid memories as you explore the summer with paint, music, and photographs. Wander into open city scenes, discover secrets, and meet charming characters as you unfold an immersive world filled with everyday wonders. I'm getting unfinished swan, but in color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, same. And it looks beautiful. 
it looks to me like one of the main mechanics um there's no trailer yet um but it looks like you take a photo and then everything in that photo colors in but everything around it is white and and sort of just um <coughs> outlines or shadows of whatever the physical object is it's first person 3d uh game um but yeah big unfinished swan vibes big watercolor vibes in a lot of these like skyboxes and then as you fill in the color it looks like like it sort of like pushes it looks very like wet when it like pushes to the edges you know what i mean yeah mm. what do you think as a bullet point relaxing no combat no puzzle no challenge no failure explore at your own pace i like that sometimes i need that sometimes need, man yeah sometimes you just need a game the art is like gorgeous so <laughs> more <laughs> more like this game Horizon Zero Dawn, Red Dead Redemption <laughs> 2, <laughs> Ori and the Will of the Wisp. No. By the way, when I try to search this um, in Steam, it's E-T-E, mm-hmm. it's like how you would type it. Not, It doesn't come up in the top five, so I actually had to like search it or whatever, just uh, as an FYI for people trying to find it. E-T-E is how... Yeah, but there's like the little French thing above each one. It's ete, Steve. It's it's to be, isn't it? Isn't it that a conjugation of to be? Oh like, no, uh, ete is French for summer. Oh, oh, that works. That makes sense. That does make sense. Yeah. I gotta ask Steve: Is ete from Impossible Devs in Montreal on your Steam wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. That's it for this for wish list this this week. If you want to get your game on the show, we want to talk about your game. We want people to wish list your game. We want your game to do well. You can send it to us. Contact canadiangamedevs.com. Tweet at us at canadiangamedevs. I got, I, got I got a couple weeks worth I've collected on this document we use. But I'll put out a, a tweet sometime in the next couple weeks. Like, reply to this while you're working on so I can get more Steam pages. Feed the content machine, mm-hmm. Steve. Mm-hmm. What did we talk about on Discord this week? We, we kind of talked a bit about the Mass Effect stuff. <clears throat> I love talking to 3Cream about his work on it and the challenges and his speculation about if he had been on the dragon age team after mass effect one instead of the revolver game that got canceled it's interesting Mm. listening to developers who've been in the industry for decades now i guess um talk about their paths and like what what would have been so if you want to have conversations like that also join our discord top of the show notes um anything else in the discussion stick out to you this week steve no game stonk was was discussed um you know, we're all competing against on the New York Times mini crossword puzzle. Yes, I should. I <laughs> need to make a channel at this point. They're right. Like three people at this point of like, you should just make a channel for this instead of putting it in general. And they're right. So I should do that. Do it. Yeah. I love the crossword, Steve. Saturday is the hardest one. I have it queued up. And I'm ready. Like as soon as, as soon as this is done, I'm going to do the, the, the Saturday is the biggest one, the hardest one every week for the mini. Um, it's my favorite one. Yeah, usually... What I do is every time I, I go on, I, I hit the reveal thing so that, like, if I type out the word correctly, it will tell me or mm-hmm. whatever. Like the letters. Yeah. It'll and tell then, you with, like, a then, red X through it if it's wrong or blue. Yeah. And then I start t- and then I start typing. And then basically if I go through, like, kind of two rounds of, like, going across and down and then across and down, if I can't get it, then I just close it. <laughs> <laughs> like, <all> right, I'm <laughs> done. There's no, no like real rules in our little competition i look at the crossword as an opportunity to like learn cool random little bits of trivia um yeah so come play uh but yeah come play that with us nothing major in discord a lot of stuff we kind of already talked about i think uh you posted about that quantic- oh yeah because quantic dream opened at quebec studio oh yeah that was news and uh and why didn't i talk david about cage that in the is, news hmm. i don't know well you do hate david cage and quantic dream uh quantic dream is in many ways like inseparable from David Cage as the CEO and founder and director. They're allegedly a terrible place yeah, to work, especially if you're a woman. Yeah, they've yeah. had their own issues with uh, harassment and stuff like that. And I think um, now Elliot Page also mm-hmm. like sued. They sued settled with. Ha- they settled with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, where are they originally? Like in France? France, or? yeah. And they're opening a studio yeah. in Montreal. So, I mean, I guess we'll keep an eye on that. I something don't... something about French game studios, Steve. I'll just put it out there. Well, Ubisoft. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, Scavengers, well, was, uh... Uh, oh, Ubisoft, right. uh, Quantic Dream. Uh, yeah. Well, last of the Naughty Dog. You mm-hmm. said, didn't you? 
Night Dogs. It's not French. No. Well, that's more. Maybe. I've read a few. There's two or three developers who say they were forced to sign things um, so they couldn't talk about different assault experiences there. And Man, games are so stupid, Steve. Why are we doing this to, like, people? These are people making toys for other people, and they're getting, like, abused. It doesn't make any sense to me. I still blame tech. I think mm. it's, like, a tech issue. Or Steve, you want to go one? Want to go one level on the pyramid above that? You know, it's a you know it's a, it's a capitalism thing, Steve. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Abuse of the worker is core to the capitalist experience. Separating the worker from the value of the labor they create, giving them a penance in return. Don't Keeping you always them. have managers though, even under like socialism? And kind well, of someone's got someone's got to make some decisions. Someone's got to. Yeah. So when, when we can make decisions more democratically, though, think about it this way, Steve. We democratically elect uh, our government to decide what to do with our tax dollars. That's essentially what they do. Our tax dollars, for me, at the lowest rung, is a very small amount of money. It's not a whole lot. But we all decided that the people who should choose how to spend that money should be democratically elected because it's our money. The vast majority of the value I generate, the 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 value I put into the economy is especially when I worked in restaurants just taken from me and I have no say about what happens to it at all. Like roughly like probably 90 to 80% of the value I've created over my life just got taken out of my pocket and I didn't get any say or what happened to it. How did we decide the small percent we give to the government? We should all have a say in how it's spent and the vast majority of all the wealth we generate as workers we have no say over what happens to it. How does that make any sense? I don't know. I remember I asked my dad one time, like when I was 20, 21, before I kind of started working. And I knew nothing about taxes because they don't teach that in school for some stupid fucking reason. <clears throat> and because I didn't even know about like tax rates and mm-hmm. stuff. Like how, like, I, I, you know, it was back in the day when if you made 50000 and your marginal tax rate was like 30%, you're like, oh, I, you pay 30%, but no, it's just like everything over 40,000, you, you pay 30% mm-hmm. and everything under 40,000, it's like 27% or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I remember just asking my dad, I was just like, like, how does this shit work? And he's just like, <laughs> his quote was roughly, uh, you make a, you spend B and a minus B goes to the government. I'm like, all right, well, great. <laughs> so that's, that's basically, I don't know. I don't have an answer. Like like I've said, we've talked about this mm-hmm. privately. I am not much of a doer. I will ride the coattails of whatever revolution happens mm-hmm. as long as <laughs> Sophia is safe and taken care of. So I will let other stronger, more passionate people take over because I'm pretty ho-hum about a lot of things in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I usually just let things be handled by other people. Mm-hmm. So I will let you and others take this forward and I will just, I will attach myself to the winner. Like, you know, those, you know, the, sh- you know, those, uh, how the, in the sharks, how there's the little fish that just attach themselves. to the Yeah. Shark it's a symbiotic like, relationship, Steve. Yeah. I'm like that. You could be the shark mm-hmm. and I'll attach myself to you and we'll benefit. Mm-hmm. And uh, as long as Sophia's taking care of man, I don't care what happens to me. As long as Sophia's good, mm-hmm. I'm good. Mm-hmm. So I I don't have an I don't have an answer for you. Cause I'm I don't have an answer either. I, I, just, <laughs> I, just, I just point out problems. I, I just point out problems. Actually, I, I have some answers, and you should join our politics Discord and uh, chat with me and Dragon Slumber and Blake and others about that. All right, Steve, what did you play this past week? What did I play? Concrete Genie, which mm. um, I'll platinum probably in the next like next time i play like I, ju- I just have like an hour like just a few more collectibles and stuff but mm-hmm. did you did you play this yeah tori and i it's- started it together actually we got like two or three like worlds like little sections in um yeah yeah we did the, not- the first lighthouse area and then like two or three after that yeah i'm not crazy it's fine like it's fine i remember like when this game came out though people were like oh it's amazing it's about bullying it's like it's, about it's beautiful bullying. <laughs> it's game of the year etc like i feel like i saw that a lot and i'm just like i don't know it's fine i guess like it's it doesn't really it doesn't really push the boundaries on anything like mm-hmm. the story is fine it's cute the like the painting the color is like pretty cool it's but, pretty like, it's a pretty game yeah it's a pretty game there's nothing wrong with it 
but it's not like I feel like a lot of people on my Twitter thread were like, "Oh, this is a game of the year." Like mm-hmm. you guys, like you'll love this, blah blah. And I'm like, eh, it's it's oh, it's okay. If I paid like, I don't know what, what was I don't know what it was. I think it was like forty or fifty at launch, depending if you got the VR mode. I feel like I would have disappo- been disappointed if I if I did that. Um, I don't know. It's it's like it's fine, I guess. Yeah, I I would agree <clears throat> from what I played anyway. It was it felt yeah. like it actually gets like a little like after that it gets a lot faster mm-hmm. and it feels like infamous when hmm. you're, I don't want to spoil it, but like there's just a certain part of infamous that feels like part of this game. And like mm-hmm. the climb, like there's randomly like climbing parkour, climbing stuff, <laughs> parkour. parkour, but you know what I mean? Parkour. Um, and I'm, and the whole time I was playing, I was just like, fuck, why isn't there a new infamous game? Like, how do they not port those things over to PS4 <laughs> or PS5 at the very least? Like, God damn yeah um this superheroes a fun video game genre steve yeah that and resistance are like the two like they're like the only two games that are left stranded on ps3 like everything else they've kind of like ported over or just like re-released or whatever mm-hmm. or even are um and like i think they're on ps now but it's just like i want to get the trophies again i'd love to play infamous one again mostly just to see how it holds up but also i think it had the best story but anyways, um, and then Destruction All Stars, the other. Oh yeah, I downloaded it, Steve. It's ready. All right, cool. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's a fun game, and it's like pretty sound in terms of of just the mechanics and stuff. But it's just like I had like similar to like Fall Guys and Rocket League. Like I had network issues. Two of them, like if you're playing multiplayer, there's only um, like with a buddy. Like there's only two modes available, and like w- the one mode that has like parts of the map like collapsing is not one of them, which is my favorite part. So, like, playing in a party is pretty limited, which is weird. Um, and there's just, like, a few weird things like that. Also, the, like, the, the like, you level up and you get, like, like the, the money or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you get so little, and it's clear that they're trying to guide you to the microtransactions. Like, the, hate that. Like, it's kind of, it's a little, it's a little, I don't know, like i don't know if it's like it's a little like unsettling because also like the single player like story stuff that dives into the characters like the first one's free but all the other ones cost like premium currency which is mm. weird because this game technically is a free like a like a full 90 dollar release like it's free on playstation plus but that's just for this month mm-hmm. so it feels a little kind of um grabby mm-hmm. but the game itself like is fun i think it's going to be like one of those things where i'm like Kind of like Worms, uh, Battleground or whatever it was. Like I had fun for like, you know, five, six, seven hours, and then now I'm just kind of, and then afterwards I'll be like kind of done with it. So, um, it's fine. But I didn't really. Um, what else did I? I didn't really play much. Star Renegades I played last week, but I didn't dive back into it. So I don't think I really played much new. What I have been playing a lot because Sophia loves is Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. So I've <laughs> got back into that. But Carnival is um, coming up, Steve. Yeah, the fifteenth or something. I bought some balloon or some shit for it. I don't really. Yeah, whatever. I just play it for her. To be perfectly honest, I don't really. She just loves it though. She do goes it, nuts. Do for it. Her. Do it for her. It's The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I didn't. Yeah, I didn't really play much this week. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, still playing Horizon. Um, I'm waiting to do the story with Tori. So when she's not around, I just do side stuff. And I've done like I filled in the entire map. Done every side quest that's like at my level because the rest of them they just one hit me and uh yeah sometimes this weekend i'm gonna sit down and play through more of the story with tori but i made my opinion on weird number gated rpgs last week and aaron said in the discord he found my uh strategy for just buying the skills left to right top to bottom humorous (laughs) so i'm glad glad i could bring some joy to your podcast listening experience i think Horizon is a lot like doing is very different than Killzone games, which was what Gorilla did before. And so, if the jump from Horizon like one to two is the same jump in tech that a lot of my favorite games had, like the the tech from Sly one to Sly two was mind blowing, especially as a kid. And you look at it now, and it's so noticeable. And then like Assassin's Creed one to two, Far Cry one to two. Um, uh, Ocarina of Time to Majora's Mask lets you do something different with it. I don't think Sony will do something mm. different with it in that way, but the sequel always has more potential than the first in a lot of ways because of how games and tools are developed. 
So if anything, Playing Horizon has me now just a little, a little bit interested in Forbidden West or whatever, you know? Yeah, I think the... Isn't... It's still going to be like an RPG, though, or whatever. Right? I'm assuming... Like, so... Yeah, that's why I don't think they'll... We, we don't know anything about it other than they're going to the West Coast of the U.S. now. But I'm yeah. assuming it'll have to function because of the way Sony sequels usually work. They don't try to stray too much like Nintendo shakes things up with sequels sometimes. That mm-hmm. se- sequels that use this, the uh, same tech, I want to say specifically. So like Ocarina to Majora's Mask. I think Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be very different than Breath of the Wild 1 in a way that I think might upset everyone who it's their first Zelda game. And I'm, ex- I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um, You're excited about everyone getting upset? Yeah, because you, you, you need to play different things. Like, the open world genre is so boring to me now. And this is very much a me issue as someone who played way too many open world games in a short amount of time in, like, my like decade or two playing games so far that it just got... I got burnt on them really fast. Um, so you do need to do... Or I look for open world games that do something really different. And, like, if you're, if, if you're a normal person who plays, like, one or two games a year and the one game you played in 2017 was Horizon Zero Dawn, I think it would, it would definitely, it would of course, hit way different than it did for me when I played it. And I was like, oh, Breath of the Wild comes out in a couple weeks, so I'm just going to get that because I play, like, two AAA games a month because I'm a freak. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so, yeah, I'm definitely, like, actually sitting down and playing it, I'm like, okay, they could do something really different and cool with Forbidden West. I don't think they will, but I think it could be the jump in improvement and sort of horizon doesn't feel good to me. Like there's a lot of situations where I'm trying to, you jump straight up in the air and I'm like, I'm like, I should grab this. I should grab this. Why can't I grab this? And you know, especially after playing spider, Spider-Man is just being able to grab anything and walk around it (laughs) is really, ruining a lot of other open world games for me and i think that's why i landed with breath of the wild way more than horizon because in breath of the wild like i'm gonna run at this thing and just climb till i pass out and in horizon it's like oh i can't yeah horizon 2 might be good probably will just be more horizon but <laughs> smaller load times are you excited for resident Evil 8 yes actually i am i like that demo steve i was i was getting excited for yeah the demo was good actually i I had a good time with that. I still just rather have the over-the-shoulder um, look, personally. I understand. But it is what it is. Um, I, I like first-person horror, and I like Resident Evil 7. So, Yeah, that's fair. On the docket, though, you know, we got to play some Rogue Star Rescue. Rogue Star I wanna Rescue. Play some more, I want to play some more Star Renegades. You got to play for Broxia 2 on Switch. Broxia 2. Oh, that's right. That came out. We, we should have said that in the news, too. I thought it was coming out. Oh, you're right. I think it's out, out. Because I... Maybe? Maybe not. It's soon. <laughs> soon. Not now, but... Steam and Switch. Um, I'll pl- uh, yeah, Habroxia 2. I'm excited to dive into that. So there's a few things on the on the docket. You know? Yeah. Oh, you know what I, I did pick up, too? I picked up the Fitness Boxing 2 on Ooh. Switch. Which is <laughs> the hot anticipated much... sequel to Fitness Boxing. <laughs> <laughs> They're the same price, too, those bastards. I was like... Ah. You know, like, there's no point in buying the first one. Like, because if they just lowered the price, even by $5, everyone, like, people would just buy the first one. First one. Same game. You can transfer your saves over, though. Um, It's legit. But just like everything else with workout, right? You got to keep at it. Like, if you Mm -hmm. do it once a week, that's, like, there's no point. But it's pretty legit. Like, I'm bringing up a good storm. And it's, like, it's less annoying to get into and less, like, fluff and bullshit than Rain Fit Adventure. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. there's... Rain Fit had tried to do a story and all that stuff and like syncing and all that crap with the Joy-Con and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty good. Good. Um, yeah, it's really it's really all I played this week. And that's it for this episode of the KennyGandos.com podcast. Yeah. Episode 176, Steve. We're going to do something big for 200. That'll happen this year. What? Do we? I don't know. I don't know. Let us know what you think. What Thanks. do we do? I don't know. We should do like... Uh, top ten Kenny games ever or something. I don't know. Ooh, idea. Right. Top two hundred Canadian games. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> I 
No. <laughs> if you want to help us keep the site running and cover the Canadian game dev scene, you can support us over on patreon.com slash devs. Back us there for two-day early access to the podcast, discounts for Canadian gaming events, game key giveaways, and if you back us at $5 tier, credit to Patreon or higher, we'll put your name at the end of every episode like these lovely folks. Thank you so much, Aaron McLeod, Canuck Play, David Winter, David Nagy, Eric Beer, Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Jean Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, Kai Hutchins, Nicholas Azorko, Nav from the Academy of Games, Pixelnauts underscore Alex, Sean Hayden, and Stacey H. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, drop us a review. It's just down there. Just pull the screen up a little bit. You'll see it. We'd love your feedback, good and bad. And if you're not on Apple and want to let us know what you think, contact at CanadianGameDevs.com. Thanks for joining me, Steve. By this time next week, you'll either be... Yes, 0 for 3 in football game predictions, or 1 for 3. <laughs> I'm pulling for 1 for 3. <laughs> I'm just, as a heads up, I next weekend recording will be difficult because mm-hmm. of uh, moving and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So Worst case, I, pull, I ask Sebastian if he'll come back. Returning champion. Yeah, let's find out about that gearbox. Let's get Sebastian uh, and Dell back on here. They were great. That well, was a good episode. That was the first episode gear- of Wishlist This, we learned. Oh, oh that's right. Didn't, um, because Gearbox got bought out or bought this week too, right? They did. They got purchased by a Swedish conglomerate. I know. I was, I was half, I was like, holy fuck, Tencent again. (laughs) Uh, Because I guess it's sort of related because there's Gearbox Quebec, right? There's Gearbox Quebec. uh, Don't Nod got bought too. Some other company. Um, Lots of, lots of acquisitions. How do we get bought out? We should just, how do we sell? Sell sell? Sell out? I don't know, man. We'll work Technically, on Technically, I guess someone did try to buy us out earlier. Or, or they did. Last year. We never talked about that on the podcast, but they lowballed Steve and he said no. And then yeah. we were like, we should make this a joint thing. And now it is. So That's yeah. right. Official. 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 All right. Anyways. Cash money at CanadianGameDose.com. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Have a great week. Bye. To me, old age is always 10 years older than I am. Hmm. That's a good one. I like that. No, Steve, because you're old. No, see, stop it. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh.